Well, I want to tell you a true story. Uh, there was this man who um, made a whole lot of money and gave a whole lot of money to his church and to other charities and organizations. And one day he called his pastor and he said, I, I would like to have lunch with you. And so they got together for lunch and he told the pastor, he said, you know, you're aware I, I give a lot of money to the church and to other, you know, organizations and stuff in the community. And the pastor said, yes, I'm very aware and we thank you very much. And he said, uh, last week I met with my accountant and we were going over things and he looked at how much money I give away and he looked at me and he said, you're crazy. And he said, and then later I was with my lawyer and we were going over some estate stuff and he looked at how much money I give away and he said, you know, you're crazy. And he said, you know, I make a lot of money. He said, I made a lot of money for a long time. My house is paid for. My kids have trust funds. We're set for life. I could retire, but I don't want to retire because I think I'd be bored and I love what I do. So I decided just to keep working and all the money I make, I just give it away to organizations that are making a difference in people's lives. But he said, but all these people keep telling me that I'm crazy for doing that. So if as my pastor, if you would just meet with me occasionally and tell me, I'm not crazy, <laughs> I would appreciate it. And you know, when I read that story, I, I got a lump in my throat because th that, is so, that is so true. That plea is so true. I mean, when we're honest, I mean, following God sometimes seems crazy. And you know, if we're honest about it, We've probably all wondered ourselves, am I, am I crazy for doing this? I mean, this is my one and only life. Is, is this really what I want to do? And, and there's certainly people around us who think we're crazy, but that's nothing new. The Bible is full of stories of people who, you know, tried to follow God and everyone else thought they, they must be crazy. Um, we just do a quick checklist. Uh, you remember Noah that we've been talking about for the last several weeks? Uh, you know, Noah, what are you doing? I'm building an ark. Well, what's that? Well, it's a, it's a big boat. God's going to cause it to rain. It's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights and flood the earth and everything's going to be destroyed. Um, okay, Noah. You know, you're, you're crazy. And then there was David. Hey, what's that in your hand, David? Well, it's five stones and a sling. What are you going to do with that? Well, this... This big guy, Goliath, has been tormenting the people of Israel, and I'm going to go take care of him. David, you're aware he's a trained soldier, and you're a kid. David, you, you understand the Israeli special forces are afraid of him. David, do you see how big he is? You can't win. And David said, yeah, look how big he is. I can't miss David, you're crazy. And then there was Jeremiah. Jeremiah, what are you doing buried in that pit of mud up to your armpits? Do you know if you would just keep your mouth shut and stop contradicting the king and tell him what he wants to hear, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be here in this mess. And Jeremiah said, but, but God's word and the truth burns within me. I can't be 
quiet. I've got to speak the truth. Jeremiah, you're crazy. And Daniel, do you know, Daniel, if you would just lay low for a couple of weeks and quit praying so publicly, and if you have to bow down and pretend to worship that idol, just, just do it because you're risking your life by not doing these things. And Daniel said, well, you know, I can't turn my back on God. Daniel, you're crazy. And then in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, our church is named after. Now, let me get this straight, Paul. You're going to give up everything you've worked your whole life to get. All of your position, all the stuff you've studied and worked so hard for, you're going to give up all your material possessions. You're going to travel all over the world to cities where people don't want you, where they're going to beat you up. You're going to go through shipwrecks. You're going to go through all this stuff. And Paul says, well, yeah, that that about sums it up. (laughs) Paul, you're crazy. And then there's Jesus, finally, the craziest one of them all, a Jewish carpenter from Nazareth who said he was the son of God and that he didn't come to judge us or condemn us but that he came to forgive us. And, and when people laughed at him, and, they, and then they, they hung him on a cross, and while he was dying on the cross, people made fun, and they said, if you really are the son of God, why don't you do some miracle and come down and save yourself? But he didn't. He put us before himself. And then he even asked for forgiveness for the people who murdered him. Jesus, you must be crazy. Anytime you move past just showing up at church every now and then and living a nominal commitment to God, people will think you're crazy. I have a friend who's a pastor of a church and he'd been there about a year. And he saw a lady uh, in the congregation he had never seen before. And so at the end of the service, she walked by and, you know, shaking hands at the back. And he said, thank you for being our guest this morning. And she said, well, I'm, I'm not a visitor. I'm, I'm a member. And he said, well, well, I've been here about a year and I haven't seen you. And she said, well, I said I was a member, not a fanatic. <laughs> you know, people thought Mother Teresa was crazy. Give your life to go live among the poorest of the poor. And care for folks who are dying, who have nothing. There was a a, a businessman who was going to contribute some money to her ministry, but he wanted to go and see what it was like for himself. And so he went around with her one day, and on that particular day, she came across a man who was, was homeless, he was filthy, he was dying. And she knelt down and she held him in her arms. And while he died, she told him that he was loved by God. And when the day was over, they were talking, and he said, I've got to be honest with you. He said, I couldn't have touched that man for a million dollars. And she said, I couldn't have touched him for a million dollars either, but I would gladly hold him for the love of Jesus. She was crazy. And then there's a a Catholic priest named Henry Nowen. He's beloved He's written a lot of books, and and if you ever find one, I recommend it, no matter which one it is. They're all wonderful. 
He uh, taught at Yale for a while, then he taught at Harvard. He wrote all these books. He's an intellectual giant. And so that's the circles he traveled in, you know, all these Ivy League schools, writing books, giving lectures. And later in his life, toward, toward the end of his life, he resigned his position from Harvard and accepted to go to a, a place in France that was um, it's called Arc Communities. And it's a home for severely disabled adults. And he became the caregiver for a man named Adam. And he spent every day being with him, feeding him, changing his diapers, caring for him. And now and spent the rest of his time there in that home. And someone asked him, Henry, how could you give up such a prestigious career to go and serve like this? And Father Nowen said, because Jesus asked me to. <laughs> Henry, you're crazy. And you don't have to be Mother Teresa or Henry Nowen for people to think you're crazy. I'm sure you've experienced yourself. I mean, I know I have. When I was a young pastor starting out, I mean, people would say, you seem like a reasonably intelligent young man. Why do you want to be a pastor? You know, you could get a real job. <laughs> uh, did you decide to do this on your own or were you poorly advised? And you know, Some of you, you're here just about every Sunday because worship is important to you. And you have friends who can't believe you would waste a perfectly good, beautiful day like this in church. Some of you give a percentage of your income regularly to this church and to other charities. You know, you could buy a lot of things for yourself with that money. People who look at that and say, you know, you're, you're crazy. Some of you give countless hours of your week volunteering through ministries here at the church or in ministries outside the church and the community. You spend time doing things for others. There are people who think you're crazy. And some of you are so invested in St. Paul. This is your church and you love this church. And you stick with this church through good and bad. <laughs> and there's some people who think you're crazy. And sometimes you wonder yourself, am I crazy? And so this morning, I just wanted to say one thing to those of you who are giving your best to follow Jesus. You're not crazy. Listen to this scripture that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So those of you who make sacrifices of your time and of your resources and of your talents to serve God and to serve others, you're not crazy. Those of you who spend your life trying to honor God and serve God and serve other people and let other people know they are loved. One day, we will stand before God and everything you have done for God will be worthwhile. Every way that you have helped others to find a relationship with God will be worth it. Nothing you ever do for God will go to waste. You're not crazy. And one day when you stand before God and hear God say to you, well done, my good 
and faithful servant, then you'll know it's all been worth it. So keep loving God. Keep serving God. Keep loving the people around us. Keep serving the people around us. This morning, I just wanted you to know you're not crazy. I promise. You're not crazy.